You're listening to At Large, a global affairs podcast brought to you by China U.S. Focus. Thanks for joining us, and here's your host, James Chow. To all of our listeners in the United States, a happy Thanksgiving is Thursday, the twenty-second of November, at the time of this recording, and it's a wonderful time、uh, to celebrate the holiday and. At this time, when the world is changing so much, to underline gratitude and thankfulness in a fast-changing global society, I'll come on to the holiday spirit in just a minute because we're going to be talking about Singles Day and the shopping festival in China and what that means at this time for China and also beyond its borders. But let's start off in Papua New Guinea, where the gathering of leaders from Asia and the Pacific, known as APEC, has become known for its tradition, where leaders take a photo. Dressed in a shirt in the local design while holding their hands uncomfortably, it's often to be said, crisscrossed and linked together. It doesn't make for good optics, but it quite often grabs the headlines. And so, what gets lost amongst the handshakes is the knowledge that the leaders' summit began life really when Paul Keating and George H. W. Bush sat down and. Created this platform. I've met Paul Keating a couple of times long after he stepped down as Australia's Prime Minister. He really was the one during his time in office who told his people to look to their nearest neighbours, China included, and to engage with them actively. It was a marked shift in Australia's foreign policy. Keating was ahead of his time, and as I said to him the last time we met, I still think he's ahead of his time—a globalist when globalisation is really under threat. Tit-for-tat protectionism and threats of trade wars are in no one's interests economically, and undermine the authority of the global and regional trading rules that benefit us all. Scott Morrison is Australia's current leader, and he shared a similar message at the APEC summit in Papua New Guinea. That call, though, was not echoed by the United States. We've taken decisive action to address our trade imbalance with China. We put tariffs on $250 billion in Chinese goods, and we could more. Than double that number. Mike Pence was in effect standing in for Donald Trump, although I think it's too hasty to dismiss his significance just because he's only the vice president. Still, it was,、uh, of course, very important to hear what he had to say. Although heads of state and government are expected to lead their delegations, everyone does things a little differently. Equally, there's been a lot of talk about this APEC being China's show. It took place in Papua New Guinea, and the red carpet was rolled out for President Xi Jinping, as it was for the. Other leaders. I don't think it's accurate to describe this as China's show, but Xi Jinping did turn up, and he came with a few key messages. History tells us taking the road of confrontation, whether in the form of a cold war, open war, or a trade war, will produce no winners. It may have been a more subtle version of what Scott Morrison said earlier, but in the wider scheme of things, it's not just about the trade war. China's trading partners, with of course Washington and a lot of countries outside of the United States, and that's captured by the Belt and Road Initiative. The idea and the intention that you can connect countries and their communities of different rates of growth and development, and even out opportunities for everyone. What I would like to make clear is this: the Belt and Road Initiative is an open platform for cooperation, guided by the basic principles of consultation and collaboration for shared benefits. Well, not everyone's going to be prepared to take China's president at face value, and I think he knows that because he also said this: 
It is not an exclusive club, close to non-members, as some people have said, nor is it a trap, as some people have labelled it. Rather, the Belt and Road Initiative is a major transparent initiative with which China pursues common development goals with the rest of the world. Going forward, communicating the spirit of the Belt and Road Initiative will be every bit as important as the building of the infrastructure itself. And as the global economy wobbles, let's see if more people and more countries buy into this idea or not. Many of them have already. The Belt and Road is up and running. Uh, There's, of course, a lot of concern. There's a fair amount of criticism from other governments who are not participating. Uh, But let's see how it turns out and whether it delivers on what it promises. It's the most wonderful time. I just want to ask if we can take a quick break from the hard politics and switch gears to something a bit more fun. The 11th of November or 11-11 is China's equivalent of Christmas. Subtract the religious roots of Christmas and what you get is shopping. And no one shops like China shops because it's such a huge market. And I think it deserves its own song. And until there is one, Andy Williams will have to serve as the unofficial anthem for now. So in case you haven't heard about the biggest shopping day of the year, 11-11 and a few days before and after it is when China's retailers slash their prices. Think Black Friday or Cyber Monday and multiply that by 1.4 billion. In 24 hours alone and on one web platform alone, which is Taobao, shoppers in China spent 30.8 billion US dollars. It broke the previous record set last year of 25 billion dollars, which it exceeded in just 15 hours and 49 minutes. Now, as I said, it all centers on Taobao, which is an online marketplace that's been described loosely as the Chinese equivalent of eBay, although that's not entirely accurate because Taobao is part of a bigger system of networks. And it's the brainwave of Jack Ma, the chairman of the e-commerce giant Alibaba, that runs Taobao. But how did it start and what does 11.11 mean? So Singles Day came about as an antidote to Valentine's Day. So people that maybe didn't have a significant other and weren't receiving gifts, they said, you know what, that's wrong. Let's create a day when you can buy something for yourself. That was Dan McClory, who's based in China as managing director of Baustead Securities, an investment banking firm that advises its clients on mergers and acquisitions, IPOs and capital raises. You don't have to think about anybody else. There might be a special item out there you've had your eyes on. You go ahead, feel good, and go ahead and buy it. So that's, that was the origin of Singles Days. And of course, it transcends that antidote to Valentine's Day concept now. And it, and it really applies to virtually every shopper in China. Christmas has gone from being a celebration of the birth of Jesus to a more general holiday that's become an excuse for many of us for shopping, giving and receiving gifts. It's not really so much about faith for a lot of people. And I think that's fair to say because when I was in Kazakhstan a couple of weeks ago, which is, of course, a Muslim majority nation, there was one shop I saw in one of the big shopping malls there that was selling Christmas trees of all sizes right up against the window. So if 11.11 was originally intended for single people, as Dan McClory says, to feel a bit better about themselves, myself included, by the way, it too has dumbed down, for better or for worse, into an occasion where everyone can buy what they want. 
and a lot of it is excess. I was in Beijing on eleven eleven, and when the clock struck midnight, and even though I had no intention to buy anything, and I can prove that in just a minute, I found myself logging onto my Taobao app on my phone and shopping with everyone else. So what did I buy? Nothing extravagant, but also nothing I needed. iPhone cables, external battery chargers, stationery, wallets, phone covers, and I don't think any one of them, or not that I notice, was on discount. So it really shows that not only I didn't need it, but it wasn't really part of the eleven eleven excuse. Now the record set this year was something to behold: thirty billion dollars in twenty-four hours, which is more than a billion dollars an hour. But sales was down on last year. If you look at the percentages, thirty-six percent in twenty seventeen compared to twenty-seven percent growth in twenty eighteen, and I don't think it has to do with a trade war between the U.S. and China. But I do think. That at the back of everyone's mind, there is concern about saving up for the rainy day. Economic growth is slowing down in China. The IMF has recently revised the figures for GDP growth this year amid new global uncertainties. And I think anyone, including the Chinese, are wise enough to think twice, maybe three times, before making big purchases. Not everyone fits a slightly misleading narrative that is Crazy Rich Asians, a movie that I think, at the end of the day, still gives a face to East Asians. But there can be a stereotype and a inaccurate, misleading one that the Chinese just go and shop, or the East Asians, because that's where the movie was set, mainly with people of Chinese descent.、Um, That all they do is shop, and that they're not good with anything else. That they're not wise with their money. Here's Dan McClory again. The only thing we could think. Is that there may, in the back of some consumers' minds, be sentiment about slightly slowing growth and being a little bit more cautious、uh, economically and with their consuming patterns. But it really was not reflected in the results of this year's Singles Day. A lot of people have jumped on the 1111 bandwagon. Yes, it's still driven and centered on Taobao, but other retailers, including luxury brands like Mr. Porter and Paul Smith, use 1111 to trigger flash sales. And what's so interesting about it is the man behind it all. Jack Ma, the English teacher who became a tech wizard and one of the richest people in the world today. Well, clearly, Jack Ma and and the dimensions of the business he's built, he is extremely vested in and successful as a result of being a globalist. So he's looking at things such as trade wars and you know unilateral fights as being something that detracts from that. Taobao is about choice and encouraging people to spend at competitive prices. And in a sense, it's not all that different to what's at stake economically for China and its partners today. And of course, it's not just about people who buy; it's about the people who sell. The idea that they can stay at home, not in the urban centres, but can stay in their towns and villages, and set up business in their own home to keep their family together, so they don't need to migrate to the big cities. So Taobao has a way of not just keeping the money flowing and keeping the economy going, but also allowing people to have choices about where they want to live their life, how they want to live their life. You've been listening to At Large with James Chow. Thanks for joining us.